cats and kittens, grab your mittens, because it's time for another Crunk Fuckers Hour here at Adventurers Anonymous Radio, where a rotating cast of geeks and ne'er-do-wells sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. As a little treat to celebrate our podcast's first birthday, you get me for the intro. That's right. Today's slice of improvised fantasy fucknuggetry is brought to you by the voice of Tatty Bojangles, aka everybody's favourite sad boy rogue. And I'd be remiss in my duties if I didn't remind you that the content from here on out is not suitable for little ears. It's mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate, so listener discretion is advised. So without further ado, grab yourself a drink, pull your chair a little closer to the fire, and come join Raggy, Matt, AJ, and myself for this week's episode of Adventurers Anonymous. Enjoy! And just like that, we were live. There we go. Right. Matt, who are we sponsored by? Um, Neveredge Pizza. Neveredge Pizza. Abbeydale Road. Trail any vegan options. Phenomenal. But we actually have a sponsor. No, we don't. We've got a promo. Uh, Chris. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, if you want a fantastical wild ride full of adventure, laughs, and characters you'd want to beer with, then Homebrew Havoc is the D&D actual play show for you. Join the Brew Seekers, Shiv Tony, Callum and Ailey as they travel the length and breadth of Antirso. Dungeon Master Paul throws them into a weird and wonderful shenanigans for all the sake of artifacts. Pull up a stool in Dodo's Tavern, arm wrestle with Cadis, experience the Feywild with Kiva, and learn about the Dawnlord from Hawthorne. Homebrew Havoc has something for everyone. Tune in Thursdays at 7.30pm BST and 1.30pm EST live on Ampersand D20's Twitch channel. Well, there we go. They had me at pull up a stool. I reckon that's something Hanash would do quite regularly. He's quite good at pulling up stools, <laughs> flinging it at people. Sorry to bring the tone down. As, as if, as if you could bring the tone down in there. Right. Before we get started, shall we go through the mailbag for this week? Well, let's go through the mailbag then. All right. <laughs> we don't. We don't have any. I was just trying to think. What do what do real podcasts do? Well, that's true. We do we do have a mailbag. Catman John, whoever the hell Catman John is on Twitter, reached out to say that he was pissing himself laughing listening to the episode where Maud makes a handbag out of a squirrel, I think. Oh, yes. Which is always nice when people reach out and actually remind us that they listen to this podcast. We, we appreciate that. I mean, the other problem is Catman John will probably listen to this shout out in about six months time because we're well ahead of ourselves in terms of recording. But Catman John, if you're still with us, then uh, thank you very much for your comments. Uh, no, not like I hope that. With Jesus Good Christ. Good luck, Catman John. AJ is coming for you. <laughs> May the odds be ever in your Good luck to not make a wish foundation. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Yes. Thank you very much, Catman John. We appreciate your comments on Twitter. Right, I have lovingly crafted a recap. So, just to catch you all up with where we were last week. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they'd managed to break Barbara and the bees out of the pound, but in doing so had alerted half the city to their presence. Dashing off through the bustling cobbled streets of Port Zoon, stray animals running in all directions, the party initially started making their way to the dockside to see if they could reconnect with Captain James P. Gibberstop. However, after they realised that the city constabulary were hot on their tails and the way ahead was blocked, they had to form a plan B. This mostly involved Aristobulus bursting into a lingerie boutique, purchasing an armful of lube. He then proceeded to use this in conjunction with a giant shire horse to slow down their pursuers. Beyond all odds, 
this actually worked. Needing to think on their feet fast, the party decided to take refuge in the much-heralded dive bar known only as the Unicorn's Hooves. Based on the little information he had gathered from a tourist map, Hanash guided the group to what appeared to be a discount pine warehouse. Amazingly, it transpired that there was in fact the front for an underground speakeasy that the party managed to gain access to. Licking their wounds and taking stock of the animals they had rescued, they relaxed in a booth and ordered drinks, Aristobulus petting the chihuahua he had picked up during the escape. Didn't take long for the gang to start making inquiries with the barman regarding the location of some of the resting places, the four Emmentals. Having drank their fill, it came to paying the bill, a task easily done in reality, except that at this point Aristobulus thought it would be easier to throw his chihuahua which was fresh from pumping Barbara, straight at the barkeep. Screams ensued as the man rolled around trying to rip the sweaty, clawing beast off his face. Falling through a table and knocking over a candle, he started a fire in the bar. Naturally, the party were experienced in fleeing burning bars and set off in pursuit of one of the fabled Emmentals in a location known as Hoggle Hole. As they walked away from the city into the surrounding countryside, they looked back at the flickering flames, sounding bells and screams emanating from the city centre. Some things never change. And that is where we will pick up with this week's episode. Just from a narrative point of view, I will say, to get things moving along, it's early evening by the time you set off. As you look behind you, you can see the spires and um, rooftops of Port Zoon vanish into as the sun sets behind it, and you can see smoke billowing up from the centre of it. Like I said, you can hear the bells of people now telling each other that there's a fire blazing somewhere in a discount pine warehouse. Uh, you make your way along the coastal road on the way to Hoggle Hole as a light pitter-patter of rain starts coming down and the evening wears on. You look behind you and realise that you're soon being pursued by the constabulary, being that walking out the front gates isn't the most subtle of escapes. Taking refuge in the woods that run alongside the road you decide to try and walk parallel through the woods um so as you go through thick brush woods shrubland and gorse thickets uh the rain pitter pattering and hamming down as the evening um wears on and darkness starts shrouding you you soon find yourself fairly lost and that's where we'll pick up can i um See if I can figure out from the directions we were given and taking a look at the environment around me to see if I can figure out the best way to get to the um, coastal cave um, around the pursuing guard. So I make a survival check. Um, oh, God. That's a good... I would go with perception, I guess. You're trying to perceive the direction or something. You can use your charisma on the trees if you pretty wish. Pretty charismatic. I'm really not. Uh, so that's a 21. Shit, yeah. So although you're a bit spun round, you're not quite sure how far into the woods. After a while, a you, you make your way into a small clearing, and as the moonlight beams down into it, you manage to use some of your campcraft to work out what side of the trees the moss and lichen is on, mm. and thus which way is uh, south. Cool. At which point you Bloody start God, heading in that direction. Uh, they were on horseback there were four or five of them but you've not particularly seen them since they came into the since you came into the woods see if I can do something to throw them off 
our scent. Yeah, you can take a shit and throw it in random directions. I mean... For once, that could actually work. I look expectantly at... at I did ask that question, trusting in my non-improv brain to find a way in my my inventory to to actually make that happen, but I don't think I do. Um, You you turn the hooves around on Barbara's feet so they're pointing the wrong way. Hooves? What am I talking about? Shoes. Sorry. The, um, the, the, the... Dog, dog foots. Yeah, dog. Yeah, that's right. Metal wolf shoes. Uh, yeah, well, what are you doing? As as you all, like, you look around, Aristobulus is Malornly, forlornly even, what's Malorn? <laughs> forlornly playing his tin whistle in the rain. Um, Maud is carrying Marvin the goat under one arm. Um, so at this point, you realise you haven't got a fucking clue where the Kenku is, and you haven't he's seen fine. him in a very long time. Wow. Did he, okay, he's did he go into sure the bar with us? Wow, that's a good question. Where did the Kenku go? <laughs> he's with the uh, airship captain. <laughs> in narrative purgatory. <laughs> and that baby that got drop kicked into the crowd. Yeah, they're all they're all together somewhere, <laughs> along with Jpeth. Mm. <laughs> we we don't know he's dead. Poor Jpeth. Um. Yeah. No. Dead. No. As we pan back to the frosty Icelands, as Jpeth, with his broken shin, has fashioned a weapon out of his own arm bone and is fighting off wolves <laughs> as a kenku just strolls into the clearing. He's having his own uh, 127 hours. Smoking burning. out of a beak. As, as, as they look at each other, as smoke puffs out of the kenku's cloaca. <laughs> yeah, the kenku just... <laughs> Amazing. Um, can I ask Kato the um, Kato the Crow to fly up and do like a you know like an Assassin's Creed like mm. do like a you know give me a give me the mini map? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yes, of course you can. What are you saying, to Kato? Um, would would you be a dear? We'll we'll get you some really nice seeds if you do a little bit of recon for us. Just you hear a. You hear a rummaging and a squawk in your bag as you look down into your satchel and Kato comes out, like, just covered in, like, bangles and shit and whatever <laughs> as he just, like, wings himself off as he's like, you do carry around a lot of shit. There's a whole wheel of cheese in there. <laughs> well, it's yours. If Well, some of it's yours if you want. You want me to fly? Yes. Oh. Can you fly? I mean, birds are not renowned for going straight up into the air. We're not helicopters. We tend to soar around on thermals for a yeah. bit. Yeah, do, do that bird thing. I tell you what, we're in a clearing. Maybe if you throw me forward like a paper aeroplane, I might catch some <laughs> I'm velocity. I'll he's fucking with him. <laughs> throw me like a paper aeroplane. Shoot me! <laughs> Look, I'm willing to try. Yeah, You sure. see him, like, shake, like, rain off his feathers. I, I weigh him up in my hand, like, to get a sense of, how heavy a crow really is, and then give him a bit of the old... You you give him a proper paper aeroplane yeah. thing. Okay, okay. Uh, I am going to need you... This is probably the greatest ever opportunity to really use an animal handling check. <laughs> animal manhandling. Uh, see. Don't worry, I'll just edit all this background noise out of the podcast later. This is what That's people fine. come for, the, uh, the experience of being at a table full of noisy dice and drawers. Okay, it's a 10. It's pretty good. A 10! So as you throw him, you just slam him into the side of a tree as his beak just, like, embeds in some soft bark. As he's like... <laughs> <Does he> go... 
He's like, let's. Should we try that again? Uh, I'd love to. Someone else want to go? Oh yeah, Aristobulus. He's probably got a good. Okay, I'm actually. Can I? A, can I use track. like a athletics or or acrobatics or anything? Can I? Can I do like a somersault? Acrobatics. <laughs> <laughs> Backwards somersault. <laughs> you can go for force over subtlety. Like a hammer throw. Uh, Eighteen. Yeah, like I a hammer throw. Like a drop bird. kick. Eighteen. <laughs> There you go, you drop kick the bird as he just goes soaring in a parabola and just as he looks like he's getting to the apex of his arc and he's plummeting back down, he catches a, a thermal because clearly there's a thermal 10 metres off the ground as he like just goes round in a helical like rising coil as he goes higher and higher as he makes it up into the top of the treetops, you hear him going I'm flying! I'm flying! As Yay. you see him circling around. It's at that point that you see darkness in the things. You see a bird of prey up there has spotted him. Um, at which point, Kato is going to make me a survival check. Um, it's not happening again. Oh, fuck, he gets an 11. As you just hear Kato going, Not now, big boy, this is my moment. As you just hear like a lot of like ducking and weaving up in the trees and a lot of screaming as... Um, Basically, a bloodied ball of feathers just plummets out the sky and lands at your feet as Kato's like, I'm okay, I'm okay. Oh, God. I gave him some licks. Is he okay? Well, you look down at the bloody ball as you pick him up. He's, a, he's okay. I mean, he's, he's, a bit, he's a bit fucked up. He's taken a few points of damage. Uh, he's like, I showed that man what for. He may be bigger than me, but I think I had the moral advantage. You sure did. I hope... <laughs> Um, as you see him just like coughing like little bloody pellets out of his mouth as he's like, good news, I saw some things up there. Yeah. There is a house a bit further ahead in the woods. Anyone in there? Did you, Did it look occupied? I'm not going to lie, I was too busy not getting fist fucked by a kestrel to... Well, we've, we've all been there. Sorry, that's wing wanked. I was too busy <laughs> not getting wing wanked by a kestrel. Okay, but it looks like somewhere we could... You know, if it's unoccupied, we can hang out there. Again, I could not establish that it was unoccupied, merely that, that it had a the, roof. Is that in the direction by a river. that I saw the... There were some fields next to it. Uh, ...coast and the cave was on. As Belsiar lowers the tattered crow down so Tatty can talk to it, as he's like, right, yes, yes, I'll answer all your questions. Yes, it was due north. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there would appear to be a gardener. As Cato, who's just, like, bleeding, is like, so about that wheel of cheese? I give him a little crumb. Mm-hmm. I said, about that wheel of cheese? I give him a slice? <laughs> How's he even gonna... I, I give him the whole goddamn wheel, and I'm like, yeah. there you go. I put it on the Brilliant. ground in front of him. You gonna, you gonna carry it with you? He just gets into your bag, and it's like, if you need me, I will be getting intimately... Acquainted like with this fine block of good. Just like it's just like a cartoon shape of a baby inside the inside the snake. Just like this whole wheel of peas inside of her. Yeah. <laughs> mm. You just see him pull the drawstrings to, uh, and you just hear her rocking around on the inside of the bag. Right, as you are now buoyed up by the fact that if. Uh, by the way, he also told you that it was about ten minutes cool. walk ahead. Yeah, through the tree line. You head in that direction onward. Did he? I'm retconning that in because I can do. Yeah, let's let's. I'm, I, I knocked Tassie out of the way, and I'm like, let's go, guys. 
as Aristobulus walks up holding Marvin the goat, he's like, shall we see if the goat can get us a lock on it too? Okay, why not? Let's make it a Pixar film. <laughs> and then immediately regret. As uh, Maud walks up behind him, clips him around the back of the head and is like, you will fuck off with Marvin, <laughs> you pervert. Then put your trousers on. He never owned trousers. <laughs> Aristobulus trying to use locate object. <laughs> it's true, yeah. He's been that's uh, true. Aristobulus has been Donald Ducking since like thirteen twenty-two. Right. Uh, as you make your way through the tree line, the rain starts hammering down. We're well into the night now. As you make your way through scrubland, you're cut with brambles. There's no real path, but you're really having to forge your way around like what's already there. It's not like the National Trust. The trees aren't kindly spaced out. They're higgledy-piggledy. The branches are horrible and low-cut. Bushes are in awkward places. It's only really due to Tatty and Maud's understanding of nature that you manage to lock onto animal trails and manage to make the boat the best of moving through. As you come out onto the edge of a clifftop and look down beneath you in the night, you see the shape of a small farmstead in a clearing in the woods. So at this point, I'm going to give you a map. <gasps> I warn you now, this map is best viewed on a desktop or a laptop. There we go. Ooh. So, so tell me, Asia, where are we? Uh, you're on the cliffs on the top edge, top north edge of it. Sensing a trap, I fire all my fireballs. You can, you can have some zoomed in views as well. <sighs> Sweet baby Jesus. There you go. I've given you a couple of little zoomed-in views for shits and giggles. Um, but in essence, you see a farmstead. I love the way I told I'm you to look at it on a fucking desktop. My desktop but it's been really slow. These two, like, chuckle brothers looking at it on their, like, Nokia 3210. <laughs> um, Matt's got the right idea. You can zoom right into that bastard, Matt. It's quite high res. It's um, nice. I like that. If you if you zoom in closely, you'll notice that the northeast yeah. side of the river is a cliff as you're looking down upon the farmstead. There's even, like, water in the bathtub. I'm assuming that's a bathtub. Uh, no, it's a toilet for a morbidly obese person. <laughs> <laughs> it's a troll's bidet. <laughs> uh, yes, that is indeed a bathtub. There is a toilet. Oh, my God. You've, you've, you've thought of everything. Oh, yes. At that point, as you look down, you see a building peeking out from behind that you assume is some sort of lean-to or outhouse. Looking in the glinting moonlight, Hanash sees a scythe using his half-orc eyes. He's already established that in and amongst the pumpkin field is a scythe because the best way of farming pumpkins is with so a scythe. Everyone knows right that. at the top. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, in that clearing, where it looks like there's a chopped down tree. Sure, are. where indeed it looks like there's a chopped down tree, which, let's be honest, is probably used in the construction of the floofing building. Yeah, you're basically ducking behind that fallen log. So there's only one way to go, isn't there? Should we head down? I mean, that's currently a twenty foot drop. I kind of want to onto stone that cliff. Does the so yeah, you might want to go round? Look into the right where there's the drop onto the other bit of land. Is the I can't really. It comes together at the back, so you can go down the ravine. What I'm what I'm saying is the bit on the right where it connects with the the bit of land where the farmhouse is. Is that like is that all above the water? Yeah. Oh, that's a fording point. Yeah, yeah. You could you could get a like cart through there or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's it's a fairly fast flowing river. I'm not to say you'd die if you fell in it, but it's easier to ford at the fording point. Um, the crocodilian would probably be all right. Yeah, I don't get much. Patty could drown in we a puddle. Could, we, so we backtrack along the tree line a little bit where it goes where it goes down into the ravine and go across that pathway. I'm, I'm gonna upset down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say I'll meet you all down there, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna get a hammer. Is this? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it. I've got like some rope. Are you doing I've got, it? Like a hammer. I've got some some like climbing gear. All right, make me make me an athletics check. Natural 20. Natural 20. So as you all, you all sit there and in your shorthand way of coordinating how you're going to move around in the darkness, you agree to go down into the small valley and come down onto the edge of the fording point. By the way, listeners, we'll make all these maps available to you on social media. It won't be without. Um, As you look round... The half-orc amongst you, much akin to Pierce Brosnan at the beginning of Goldeneye, just walks to the lip of the cliff, and as you all look, just falls backwards. As um, you look over the edge, as you see him slowly, like, abseiling down. Um, As he makes his way to the bottom, he's now standing on a very small lip of shingle next to a fast-flowing river. (laughs) I meant to come down just before where we're foiding. Yeah. Oh, no, right, no, I thought no, you were no, going no, over the top no, of the log, to, sorry. Like, Apologies. As, I don't want to be like that. Oh, <laughs> right, I was like, what the fuck's he doing? Um, as you all go round, right. Um, no. Are you trying to do this by stealth? I never do it, no, no. So, I, I, I mean, I'm not screaming as I'm going down. Like, <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm... <laughs> Aristobulus is like, that's so fucking cool. He can walk up walls. <laughs> Um, um, as <laughs> as um, the rest of you walk down the ravine, you look over and you see <laughs> that the half-orc has smeared mud on his face in camouflage as he comes down slowly at a creepy angle, leaving a rope hanging as it's pegged in at the top. Uh, you all now stand on the edge of the fording point looking in front of you at the single-story farmstead. It has not got multiple floors. It is a single-story. It's not a terribly constructed building. I mean, it's not in any danger of being an Airbnb, but uh, it's clearly been looked as you look over in the darkness, in the moonlight. You can see there's signs of agriculture going on. There's a wheelbarrow, a scythe, pumpkins, hay bales. Um, And you see in front of you across the fording point to the right-hand side a beautiful array of mushrooms. I'm assuming there's no obvious signs of occupancy, like no lights or smoke or... Uh, there's just a man and a pig playing a banjo on the porch. No, <laughs> there's, um, no. there's uh, no lights on, no smoke coming out of the chimney. Um, no. I, I look around to the to the group and I say, are we doing a, a squat or a, are we lying in wait to kill the owner or what, what's, our, what's our game plan? Or are we just going to... Loot, loot the place for... You know what? I'm feeling optimistic. And, and I think we go up and we knock on the door and we talk and we, we ask politely if the owner knows where this cave is. If it goes wrong, we'll get them with the scythe. Um, can I... Before we... we or you, If we do have that plan, uh, which I'm, I'm totally down for, 
can I go and make my way and get the scythe and then come back to the house, please? Um, yeah. As everyone makes their way to the front door, pe- pacing carefully, except Aristobulus, who runs off and rolls around in the mushrooms. <laughs> Hanash, you gad off over, hop over the fence into the field, narrowly missing, knocking over the sunflower. Uh, as you pick up the scythe, feel free to add that to your inventory. You will have to let me know what the stats for a scythe are, because I do not have a fucking clue, because I'm not that organised. You also notice there's a few um, red mushrooms on the riverbank there. There's a few more mushrooms as well. So we are the rest of us up by the front door then, did you say? Absolutely. You're all gathered around the front door, except Hanash, who's in the field of pumpkins. And... And uh, Aristobulus, who is currently rolling around in the mushrooms. Yeah, I was going to ask how many mushrooms has Aristobulus eaten. Uh, He's licking a lot of mushrooms. Okay. Uh, He seems to be showing a level of discernment uh, amongst what he will lick. Which Can I um, take the wheelbarrow with me as well? Absolutely. As As you tumble the scythe into the wheelbarrow, you push it along, making it ways it makes that kind of like a squeaky noise. I kind of thought I might like to ride in it. Mm, mm. It's at this point that the heavens truly open, like the clouds just start billowing water down as you've got that kind of slick look to you as your clothes are pasted to you as everyone makes it under the eave of the doorway. Can I? Yeah, it's at this point that you realise the door handle is made of candy and the door is made of ginger. No, I mean, <gasps> that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a trail of breadcrumbs. Uh, you knock on the door. There's just a kind of echoey, booming noise from within. Mm. Can I? Um, we couldn't see anything through the windows, could we? No sign of occupancy was what you said. There's no lights. I mean, you didn't look through the windows. You, you're welcome to if you want. Yeah. Can I? Can I take a look and just like? Listen. Getting the half orc to move the wheelbarrow. You climb into the wheelbarrow so that you're at window level. <laughs> as you use the edge of your sleeve to wipe some grease off the window in that beautiful little circle thing that you get in films. As you look through, you see uh, a bed, a stove, a bath, cupboards. Three bowls of porridge? No, they're not three bowls of porridge. Stop mixing fairy tales. <laughs> can, we send, can we send the goat in? Can we like crack a window and put the goats in? It's like a what would recon? Yeah. If the goat, like in Jurassic Park, like if the if it, Jesus, if we Christ. get back like a hunk of goat meat, then yeah, just just put it through the chimney. You'll be fine. Um, yeah, at this point, you hear the goat sneeze in the rain uh, as you start hearing the booming and rumbling of thunder in the background. Can I um, can I try and open the door? You may. Um, for the sake of storyline, the door is not locked. Okay. You go to the door ready with your picks out. I'm not even sure you have picks because I think you may have broken them in the penitentiary. No, no, but... I, I got some. You got some more. Um, yeah. I remember you giving a foot job to a tabaxi for some lock picks that you then broke. Every, <laughs> set, of every, every set of thieves, thieves tools has a story. Really does. Yeah, <laughs> not, all, not all of them are salty. Um... As you, you're all prepared for a fight with the door, but as you lean on it, you realize it's not even like shut properly as the, the, the door prescribes an arc as a sort of, ah! as you look into the dark, cold room, 
The fireplace is made but not lit. Can I can I investigate? Can I see if if anyone's anyone's there that's like hiding in a dark corner or something? You can investigate. If you want maybe an investigation check. Cool. It's another natural twenty, motherfuckers. This is ridiculous. As you go in, it's basically a single story, single room studio. A bit like student accommodation in Shepherd's Bush. There's not really a great deal to it. Everything all in one place. Uh, and it's also got an outdoor toilet, much like student accommodation. Um, as you look around, it's got all the amenities. I mean, it's a bit roughshod, but um, it's got everything you'd need. It's got a bed. Um, it's got somewhat stale food in the cupboard. It's not that there isn't food. It's not that the food inventory isn't interesting. It's just that it's a bit out of date. Uh, there's a very dry loaf of bread that you can bang against the wall. Um, there is uh, a copper tub for bass, which has got some murky water in the bottom of it. And you see the fireplace, and there's logs stacked up in the fireplace, but it's not lit. Is there, what's the temperature of the water in the bath? I just want to see if like, it's like a recent bath. As you stick your finger in, you see it's ambient. I lick my finger. <sighs> As make me a perception check. Is it used? Uh, <laughs> natural one. <laughs> natural one. As you, what you initially think is mango and papaya, you later realise is just mildew. As um, you, you, you get like a fuzz on your tongue that you have to scrape off. Ooh. Can um, I? Um, there's a fierce storm raging outside at this point. Yeah, there's the rule of you can take someone's house if it's cold outside, right? Well, I think it'd be dangerous for Hanash to wander around in a storm with a metal conductor sticking out the side of his head. That's true. That's what we'll yeah. tell him. I'm going to suggest that we we take a we take a short. Wait, what time is it? Did you say like in the evening? Nah, you're in the middle of the night. Now you're probably like. 11 o'clock, something like that. Okay. Can I suggest that we maybe take a long rest here? Um, me and Barbara can take first watch um, and just keep an eye out for anything approaching. Maybe do an, another quick uh, scan around the, the farmstead. Uh, yes. Um, as you look around, you see Maud is putting the goat to bed. There's only a single bed. As Marvin the goat is getting tucked up in bed, um, you can indeed go back out if you like, Tatty. What's everyone else doing while Tatty's going around the periphery before you have a long rest, which I'm more than willing to do? Can I get in the bath? Belsiar, as you get in the bath, you realise there's a jug, if you look, next to it, and you realise you're probably meant to heat water Oh, on the, yes. in, in the fireplace, there's a giant pan, and you realise you're probably meant to heat the water and put it in the bath. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do that. I was, I was going to say if there was like a fire underneath it or something, but yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, you're I'll, a I'll, 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 fireball. Fire. Yeah, yeah. fireball the bath. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, you're you're you are a seasoned you are a seasoned children's party entertainer. I'm not going to insult you by making you roll. To see whether you can light a log fire. <laughs> I want I know whether you can light, light a log fire. It's whether you can not burn down the the house. <laughs> well, 
It's, it's raining. I've seen the programs where Bear Grylls has to wank off a stick to get a spark out of it, but Belsier literally just clicks his fingers as a flame appears on the end of his finger as he lights some kindling, as the flames start licking up underneath the logs, and before too long there's that beautiful crackling noise of dry logs. Um, as Kato sticks his head out and just rubs his wings together <laughs> and um, you see him basically I'd say spread eagle but spread crowed in front of the fireplace drying out um, as you start you, you feel a warmth and a light kind of radiate around the cottage the farmstead as it becomes quite warming and quite restful yes can I it's like there's gonna be a lot of smoke now, so I'm guessing Saul might come around. So I'm gonna hide behind the door in case somebody <laughs> comes to to kill them. As Aristobulus is nodding off in the corner in a chair, he looks up and just sees the Grim Reaper standing behind the door <laughs> with a scythe, freaks the shit out and screams. How hey, <laughs> the mushrooms treating you, sir? <laughs> As he's looking at you, as you're just a skeleton with a long green nose that's just like a... (laughs) As he just keeps on munching on mushrooms, as he's like, eat your way through it, eat your way through it. He's like rubbing mushrooms into his gums. Um, He's doing it all, he's doing fungal suppositories. Um, Tati, you're outside with Barbara walking around the perimeter as you hear the scream of a priest... As you look around and you see lights coming from inside the cottage, all twinkly. Oh, okay. From inside the cottage. Well, yeah, he didn't light a fire outside the cottage. He lit a fire yeah. inside the cottage. Um, can I, um, before I just post up outside, um, can I go down to uh, around the side of the cottage to where the outhouse is um, and investigate the um, just the area around there? Looks like there might be some kind of it's like a bear trap there or something. Oh, very good. I didn't think you'd see that. Fucking hell. Yes, as you're walking around in the dark, you go to put your foot down and your instincts from years of being a soldier are like, nope. As you look to where you're about to put your foot and in between the leaves, you see a bear trap just outside the outdoor toilet. As you lift your foot up carefully, mm. there is indeed an armed bear trap there. Okay, cool. Um, I cool. am going to... Cool, cool. Also, if a bear trap goes off on a halfling, a gnome even, sorry. If you a bear trap on a gnome is, fuck, that's not even bear thinking about. I mean, it would come up yeah, to harness his ankle. That would chew up this little, this little sad, sad Literally just thing. into the gnome's head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be phenomenal. Um, okay, cool. Um, can I... Um... Hmm. I'll take a dump, don't you? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up the outhouse door just so that I can see inside. As you push the outhouse door to, you notice the sign says vacant rather than engaged on it. As it swings open, as you look in, it's okay, you know. It's not the world's worst outhouse. I mean, toilets are a thing that gnomes have to negotiate because it is dangerous. Like many a gnome has fallen into a long drop. They don't make gnome-sized toilets. Um, but as you look at it, you do notice the loo roll is in the little V shape. Um, and <laughs> the, the only downside is there is piss on the loo seat. And that's a real no for you. Uh, the last person who used it put, left the seat down and put piss on it. 
I um I take out my phone and hop on fantasy Airbnb and give them four point five out of five stars. So is it like the um is it a solid soap that's wrapped up or is it a little bottle of liquid soap? Oh I see, yeah, is it? Um it's it's a little stack of soaps. There's different flavours of oh, soap. Wow. That's nice. Um there's also a mint left on top of the toilet system. Um <laughs> Because that's how you know you're in a that's, good hotel. Yeah, the old mint on the toilet, that's what I look Yeah, for. the old mint on the toilet, sis. you got to be careful it is a mint. Many a person has got <laughs> an upset stomach thinking that they'd found chocolate raisins in a hotel toilet. <laughs> Not the case. Be careful. Use discernment. Um, I guess if there's nothing... Barbara, if there's nothing Barbara's in there. Barbara's sniffing things that you can't see, like... Um, a black light attendant in a Premier Inn hotel. <laughs> Barbara can see things that you can't. She's aware of certain stains as Barbara is sniffing away. I mean, this is this is a dog's paradise. Okay, I um, I'm going to take out. I believe we just spent ten minutes on an outhouse, right? Yes, I'm going to take out just some rations and give her give her some food uh, just to distract her from it as we as we head out of the outhouse. You you want to give your dog food? In an enclosed area with a soiled toilet. Yep, sure. And oh, it is raining. It is raining, so there's heavy water coming down. So as you're you're sheltering inside the toilet. Mm. Is that the deal? Or are you going to feed no. her in the rain? I don't mind. No, no, no. I'm using the food to lead her out of the toilet. Yep, she's so involved. Yeah, you have to like get out some jerky as you you do a reverse ferret out of the toilet, trying to like lay down food as Lady finally finishes sniffing whatever the fuck it is she can see that you can't or smell as uh, she comes out nibbles on a bit of uh, dry jerky or whatever whatever the heck. it could be elk foreskin i've got no idea what the fuck you've got on your back as um yeah you, you carry on around around the perimeter i mean there's a there's a tight tree line around the back to be honest you see the fields they've been left to go to seed in a way at some point this is an arable farmstead but been left to go to seed so as much mm. as there's a crop there, it wasn't farmed. Okay. Uh, it wasn't harvested. I know all I the farming I'll, terms. I guess I'll just uh, do a quick walk and like perception check around the perimeter before I um, post up outside the cottage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, make me a perception check. 25. 25. Yeah, I mean, you see footsteps in the grass, in the mud. People have been here, but it's not surprising because it's a building and clearly someone built it. You see footsteps have been there probably in the last few weeks, discerning by the depth and uh, integrity of the prince. Um, Big male boots, as far as you can discern, two or three different sets. Uh, A smaller set, like children were here. It's quite hard to discern between gnomes and children, but someone of a smaller stride and uh, step was here um pumpkins are in fairly good nick they should probably they're just starting to turn they really need to be harvested but they're edible if you you see lady having a good sniff around the mushrooms Mm. yeah i'm gonna get her attention and go back over to the front door and just post up is there like is there a little bit of cover underneath the Mm. the front door yeah we can see it on the map i'll just pull my hood up and um just give her some chin rubs or something you're st- you're standing guard, are you? Yeah, I'll just sit down outside with Barbara and give her some. So you're not having a long rest. 
Well, I'm gonna if we're if um if we're staying for a long rest, I'll kind of do first watch and swap out with someone else. Would you like to agree an order of things? Because at the moment, as Hollywood style camera pans up above, you've got Hanash standing on one side with a scythe of a wall, and you've got Tatty and um Barbara standing on literally the other side of a wattle and daub wall guarding the other way. So do you wanna set up a order or do you wanna just let people I don't know, I don't know. I guess one of one of you guys can take second watch. Um I say for all of you to get a long rest, you'll need three of you to do a two hour shift each. Yeah. Do I, I have to get out of the bath? Do you have to get out yes. I mean we can wheel the bath out onto the porch. If, you could be the last one. Really yeah. Unless you need a four-hour okay. bath, you should be all right. No, no, I guess As not. you look over, the crocoborn is pruny as fuck as he gets out. <laughs> I don't think scales go pruny, do they? <laughs> <laughs> I guess me and Barbara will do first watch, and I'll, after two hours, I'll... You'll rel- your Hanash will relieve you in a non-sexual way. Um... Right. So as you communicate all of that, each of you picks a spot. Would be nice if you could use the bed, but Marvin the goat is in the bed. As um, each of you picks a spot, puts down any blankets, roll mats you've got, etc., coats. You just hear Aristobulus just humming weird tunes to himself, like gabbling away in tongues as he's off on a vision quest with the mushrooms. Um, Hanash in the corner sleeping with his scythe. Um, as Tati, I need you to make me a perception check, please, for the first two hours. Natural one. Natural one. Can Barbara give me advantage? Uh, oh God. Um, not on a natural one, I'm afraid. Probably on any other number, I probably would have allowed that. I think a natural one has to be treated like a natural one. Um, as you go to stand on guard, on sentry, the tiredness of roaming around in the thickets. And remember, it's harder for you because you're at a thicket height. Other people, like Hanash, is just basically got scratched shins. You basically face, looks like Freddy Krueger's ballsack. As um, you're tired and the warmth and fugginess of the wolf that you're nuzzled up to, you suddenly wake up with a start. You don't know how long you've been out for. As the wolf groggily comes round, you hear the snapping of a twig or a branch somewhere in front of you out in the forest line over the river. Um, can I... Um, can I take a look... Take a look over at the tree line and the and the cliff to see if I can see what it, what it is? Yeah, sure. Uh, where, where, where... When you say take a look at are you staying where you are what are you it's it's still it's still the middle of the night very dark mm. i mean you've got dark vision and all i'm sure night vision or whatever the hell it is yeah um i think i've got i think my dark vision is 60 feet um so i'll maybe move out to just beyond the um the front door to like the the, the river almost Yes, the edge of the river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as you peer into the darkness, lady at your side, um, make me a perception check again. And I'm going to roll. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. Whereas, yeah, 
with what I just rolled, as again you hear something through the shrubs, the breaking of branches, uh, the breaking of twigs, something that's trying to be subtle. That's the problem when you're uh, when you're trying to hide from a from a hunter. You can hear people trying to be subtle. It's as loud trying to be subtle as it is like being unsubtle to you. You can hear somebody slowly moving through the through the coppice directly in front of you. Oh, so just in the middle of the two like cliff mm. bits. Where where the V comes out of the cliff, like a dick arrow. Uh where the V comes out through that through that area, to the right hand side of the ravine as you're facing it. Okay. Um I is it like I can hear twigs snapping, or is it like I can see a tree shake or oh, something? Oh no, you can me? hear. This isn't the digital, this is audio. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fucking T Rex. Yeah, I was gonna you, say I'm you can see the, the frog swaying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well we already There's have a goat, goat comes flying out of the Yeah. <laughs> um I'm gonna I'm just gonna say Pretty loudly, so whoever it is can hear me. Um, I'm going to say, stop skulking around in the dark. If you want to, if you want to come talk, come and talk. We, I'm not going to hurt you. There's an eerie and grim silence that persists. You can hear the river and the sound of water running through the stones in front of you. No more breaking of twigs. As there's a long, pregnant pause. As the rain has stopped coming down, but everything is drenched in that kind of wet, slick look as you look off into the trees. You know, that thing where you can hear the wind going through the branches and the trees and the, and the leaves. Um, the sound of the river is now deafening, but nothing else. Not deafening, but, you know, when you're listening, all you can hear is the river, is what I was getting at. Okay. How's, um, how's Barbara reacting? Barbara is on edge. Barbara is alert. Barbara A senses your tension, and Barbara can also acutely smell that there is something out there as well. Okay. Are there any um, nice smelly things for the bath? <laughs> you're asleep in the bath. Okay. You're currently hands behind your head, like asleep in the bath, your crocobone claws <laughs> poking out the other end of the bath as your robes are laid across a chair next to you. Um I imagined when Belsar took a bath, like, you know, on Red Dead 2, where, like, he gets a bath and the, and the person cleans him down. <laughs> like, I'm doing that for Belsar. Um, Tatty, an arrow comes out of the bushes in front of you and gets a 17 to hit you. That hits. That hits as a thick, black, barbed arrow slams into your shoulder and pins you against the wall of the cottage. Um, it does. Does it knock me that far back? Jesus. Oh, sorry. No, you know, you're, sorry. Yeah, you're, you're, you're on the riverbank, aren't you? Yeah. You're hurled back off your feet, land on the floor, and as you look down, you see a thick, not, not a dainty arrow. This is a You were about to say chonky. a thick shaft. A thick shaft. <laughs> I mean, this is not a precision arrow. As you look down, it's, 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 it's a beast. Uh, as you take, um, three points of piercing damage. Okay. Uh, you have a shaft sticking out of your shoulder uh, with black flights on it. Black flights? Yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking, is that is that something that I recognise? Uh, make me a, a... Maybe a perception check with disadvantage as you currently have a fucking arrow sticking out of your shoulder. <laughs> things like, just like, ah, the, 
Infamous Still on defense, Major. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, 24 at disadvantage. 24. As a, as a hunter, as a man who's wandered around in the shrubland, as a man who's seen things in the army, you're well aware this is an orc arrow. It's not made for precision or, you know, thing. this is like taking a fucking branch to your shoulder. I was worried that it was a member of uh, Skull's uh, platoon that I'd not, I'd not uh, fucking exploded. No, this is orcs as far as you can discern, or at least that looks like the handicraft of orcs, because orcs are not precision tool net users. This is uh, has all the trappings of brute force over finesse and craft. Um, I will let you do something at this point. I'm going to whistle real loud and shout, uh, crunk fuckers, up from, up from your slumber. Uh, and then me and Barbara are going to take Crunk off. Crunk fuckers off from your slumber. This is the most Tolkien thing that has ever happened. <laughs> and then right. me, me and Barbara are going <laughs> to take off into the, um, across the river. Okay. Um, this is interesting. Okay, okay, okay. You're going to take off over the river. Yeah, I'm assuming that when when they when they fired at me, I didn't get a, a decent bead on where they're hiding. Uh, no, because you weren't expecting it. Mm. Um, right, at that, I'm going to say, let's have a drinks break there because we're nearly at nine o'clock. We'll come back and roll initiative, and we will get to it. Sweet. You know I love rolling me some initiative. Alright, so if everybody would like to roll me initiative, I will get an order going for all of these people. I got a 17. Also 17. Would you like me to roll separate initiative for Barbara? Yes. Cool. I got a massive five. Can somebody roll for... Does anyone want to autopilot? Someone's going to have to autopilot more than Aristobulus. Um, I can autopilot... Well, um, I can I can pilot one of them. Um, I'll, I'll take Maud, I guess. Anyone want to do Aristobulus? Can I drive Aristobulus? Yeah, go on. Such power. Um, Hananashi also got 17. Brilliant. Yeah, can somebody tell me what um, the other guy's got? Okay. Give me uno momento. Okay. I've rolled 15 for Aristobulus. Thank you. And in just in a minute, I'll be able to tell you how everyone's doing. Uh, Barbara got a dirty 20. Amazing. <laughs> Sorry, what did Maud get? Um, she rolled an 11. I don't know what a dexterity modifier is. Uh, it is plus zero. Okay. So she got an 11. Okay, brilliant. In which case, the order of things is... Um, uh, Aristobulus is still going around 10 tins of prison sweet corn. <laughs> <laughs> Suck of corn. Suck of corn. Suck of corn. Suck of corn. Okay, so you've <laughs> seen the map for the first turn. 
we are gonna kick things off if this goes on too long we can always run it into the next episode i guess because i don't know what people's time constraints are like all right um the map is as it is tatty and barbara are on the edge of the river tatty has a ginormous um arrow sticking out over his shoulder uh the wolf is looking up at him concerned and in the running order of things babs is up first what is she gonna do um okay barbara's got 50 feet of movement um she is gonna run ahead of tatty um up through the ravine um to try and to try and find this find this guy um can she make a perception check um it's more an investigation i would imagine okay yeah that's cool um i'll roll investigation for her that is oh, oh no he's got a minus 4 to her intelligence so that's a big old six. That doesn't sound... Sorry, if investigation is intelligence, her ability to track isn't based on intelligence. It should be something that's based on... Wisdom, I think. Wisdom, probably. Well... What about a nature, what about a nature check? Like, it's pretty much what it is. I think nature is also intelligence. Nature is what? Nature is also intelligence. So you found the only wolf in the world which doesn't know how to hunt. <laughs> well, this is just, this on how, how 5e classifies its skills. This bitch right. does too. Okay. She does have, right. does have advantage on uh, perception checks that rely on hearing or smell. Yeah, all right. Do perception with hearing and, and smell. That's basically what she's doing. I mean, for the sake of the rules, she's hunting, and I imagine it's what her species has evolved to do. Um, the mere fact she can't tell whether it's a block of cheese or an orc. That's different. That's an 18. There you go. Right, 18. She goes hightailing it up. She gets sort of up to the middle of the ravine and she's barking and howling away, letting you know that things are afoot up there. Um, I mean, at this point, uh, you hear some footsteps coming out of the brush as uh, to the left you hear stomping feet and growls. Um, as um, something runs into the side of Barbara and you hear something um, take a swing at Barbara, basically. Her AC is 14. This a whirl. You see a shape come out of the brush at the top where she's run off. Gets a 16, uh, which I'm pretty sure. Plus yeah. 13. No, 18. Sorry, 18. What's she on? She has an AC of 14. Ah, 14. As you see something glint in um, the light, as you see an axe come down on Barbara, um, as Barbara takes eight points of slashing damage. Bastard. As an axe comes down into her midriff, as you hear a howl. Well, now he's done. (laughs) Beautifully in the initiative order, Tati is next. Uh, Operation gonna... Everyone Hide Behind the Wolf is a <laughs> yeah. success. So where I heard and saw that from, is that up at the cliffside where we were before? Right in the middle. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go... Right, gonna right at the up. top where the, two, where the ravine... Yeah, you want to run up? Yeah, I'm going to run up and, okay. and probably not go as far as Barbara um, because I'd be able to use my bow and arrow. Um, but run up. Uh, I think my movement is 25 feet. 
and then I'm gonna see what okay. I see. So you get about halfway, you get into just into the edge of the ravine. As you look up, you see the towering form of an orc who is all kind of like forms of sinew and muscle with various rags held on him. Um, what kind of armor is he wearing? That's a good question. He is wearing hide armor, so his armor is made of leather. Um, as you see, he has all sorts of twines and runes attached to his body, a fur over his back from some kind of wolf pelt as he's brought down a wicked, sharp, vicious-looking axe on the wolf that's just taken a blow to his midriff as you see your companion on the floor yelping. Uh, well, I'm going to hunters mark him first off, um, and then I'm going to fire an arrow at him. Excellent. Remind me, I'm terrible at Hunter's Mark. What does Hunter's Mark actually do in reality? Uh, so it's a bonus action, and uh, every time I hit him with a weapon attack, I deal an extra 1d6. Oh, brilliant. Okay, go for it. So um, is is he within five feet of Barbara? I assume so, since he just... Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's standing over Barbara, yeah. Sneak attack! Yep, he hasn't seen you coming. Uh, uh, make as much noise as he might. That's an 18 to hit. Very much. He's wearing hide armor. As your arrow flies out and slams into the side of his chest, piercing through the leather, you hear a grunt as a toothy maw of the orc turns around and stares down the barrel of the ravine at you. Uh, He looks down at the puny arrow, your arrow compared to his arrow, as he just twats the arrow off himself. He certainly heard it. How many points of damage does he take? Uh, 14. Oof. Great. Next up is Hanash, standing behind the door, half asleep with a scythe. What are you doing? So what do I know in the moment? Do I, am I like aware there's a fight going on? Do yeah, I, you um, heard your friend screaming, crunk fuckers, unite or get, something get like out that. Of bed. <laughs> Can I turn the fire off? Close off the vents and, and like piss on it? I mean, I'm going to say that's an action at this point. An action should last about six seconds. The turn lasts about six seconds. So if you want to You'd be doing that at the expense of... Uh, so my, my thinking is that, like, if we... It's real lights, they're going to see me coming, whereas if I turn the fire off, then yeah, we can yeah, all yeah. Peek out and then we can... Absolutely. If you, if you want to extinguish the fire, but I'd say that's using up one of your actions. I will extinguish the fire. Excellent. As you pick up some of the filthy bath water out of the Crocoborn's legs with a jug and fling yeah. it onto the fire, there's a sizzle and a pop. Um as the coals, the logs which are down to the embers uh, extinguish. Cool. Um, can I move my burn section? You have movement anyway. You don't need to use you your You have movement anyway, yeah. Uh, I didn't know if like, the six seconds included it. No, it's cool. Um, you can move so them now an action and a bonus action. How far away is the rope that I have sailed down on? 40 foot. Okay. Can I kind of... With it being dark, can I kind of sneakily try and make my way over there? Maybe kind of like, you know, kind of bear crawling mm-hmm. or like kind of keeping low so they don't really see me. I'll say if you're going to bear crawl, you'll do less distance as it, in obviously walking, running and crawling on two hands. If you want to try and get over there with stealth, absolutely make me a... Cool. Ten... You sort of get there. I mean, you've, you've extinguished the fire. You make it there. It's not the quietest thing you've ever done, but you didn't exactly bellow at the top of your voice and you didn't trip up into the river. So, I mean, for a trained hunter, they'd have seen you a mile away. But for you, you're pretty bloody quiet. Um, I, okay, I, I, I pretend to play dead when, and then I yield my turn. 
Uh, right, next up is Aristobulus, who is slowly coming out of his vision quest. Um, yeah, Aristobulus just like snaps awake and he's like, time to get ready, boys. Um, it's got a massive hard on. <laughs> just, just coincidentally, yeah. Um, so is the goat also in the room with us? It's the G, <laughs> yes. The G. Is the goat going to, I mean, have you put that, is the goat going to take part in the combat? Well, it's alive, isn't it? He's got to do something okay. in the same way Barbara is I'll alive. Get a, um, because Hanash has run out um, and Aristobulus has just snapped out of his, his fever dream, he's going to cast Bless on Belsiar Maud and the goat. Okay. Do you have to be able to see people to bless them, and is there a distance on it? Uh, it has 30 feet, 30 feet, but also Aristobulus doesn't... I don't, I'm not sure he knows that Hanash is there at all. No, so I'd say for the sake of bless, anyone in that room, so Aristobulus, Maud, Belsia, and the goat yeah. are all prime targets to be blessed. Also, I'm fully leaving all of that in your hands to remember. It's an extra... Oh, yeah, so I can bless... Yeah, yeah. So an extra, roll a d4, and it's basically extra damage, right? Or no, no, oh, no, you it's... can roll a uh, yeah, add it to the attack roll or saving throw. Okay. Okay. So that's yeah. Everyone's blessed, including the goat. For the sake of this, I'm going to say the goat is a passive passenger in all of this. It does not have initiative. You can maneuver it around. It's a docile creature, all right, but it is still mortal. Good job we've got the cat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, uh, so is Aristobulus being blessed? Yeah. Okay. So as the sizzle pop of the as the logs go out, the wizard wizard the the filthy priest stands up and starts intoning various tongues as a crackle in the ozone appears and weird lights appear above everyone's head in the room, including the goat that has a dancing crown of lights over its head, uh, as everyone feels inspired and blessed. Preferably using a little bit of the bathwater as well as like anointment. Yes, he just flicks bathwater in people and his name <laughs> in the Father, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> flicks bathwater on everyone. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Is Aristobulus moving? At the moment, I'm going to put him near the bath. Um, yeah, I guess I'll run to the door, stick his head out, but not go out any further. He makes his way to the door, sticks his head out, and is like, don't want to make a big thing out of this, but uh sounds like there's bandits. <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, after Aristobulus, uh, we make our way into the woodland. Um, as Tatty, you look up Tatty as a... Oof. As you look up, another arrow flies out of the undergrowth, embeds into the log which is next to Lady. Uh, as you hear a growl of frustration coming from deeper into the woods, uh, Lady's narrowly missed getting spit-roasted there. Not in a sexual way. <laughs> she's had enough sex for one character arc. Um, let's, not, let's not slut-shame Barbara. Yeah, I know, but like a interracial spit-roast between an orc and a wolf is... Is up there. Uh, right. At this point, um, you hear another bellowing howl as um, Tatty, you hear a voice coming 
from the cliff edge where you had stood originally as a booming voice says, Hello, hello, hello. Looks like we found dinner. Boys, it's munching time. Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> nice little no more d'oeuvre. Uh, and with that, it's Maud's turn. Cool. She's in the cottage, right? Yeah, she's going to hide the goat in the lit fireplace. No, I'm <laughs> Smoke a goat. Uh, yep, she's with the goat Smoke in the... Um, Why don't you smoke me a fat goat? She is going to... Um, she's going to shit. Gonna, no, sorry, I'm just getting used to... Stop stealing my stuff. <laughs> I'm just getting used to more spells. Um, okay, um, she's going to... Stop, stop sure stealing that, my, my modus operandi. <laughs> she's going to make sure that the goat is is uh, safe in the cottage, and then she's going to run out... She's going to tuck the goat up in bed. Yeah, basically. And then she's going to run out of the, the front door. I'll say you can tuck a goat up in bed as a bonus action. I can't believe I'm quite saying this. As Maud sprints out of the front door, pushing Aristobulus to one side as she goes, as he's like, all right, no need to be rude about it. <laughs> as she just action stations, she bursts out onto the porch, looks over and she sees the towering form of what appears to be an orc chieftain. Up on the cliff, on the left. Up on the cliff. Uh, mm, how far away is that? 50 foot. 50 foot. She's going to cast uh, Entangle. Yeah, go for it. Um, you need to make a strength saving throw. Yes, sir. 20. Damn. That would have been so cool. As you look over, um, vines and creepers start wrapping around the chieftain's foot and pinning him down as he looks down. He's like, well, this the bloody ground. As he just <laughs> lifts up his foot and just rips all the briars and things. He's like, oh, fucking eight plants. <laughs> fucking vegetables. As he just rips the briars that are trying to ensnare his foot out of the ground with one beefy thigh. As he's like, I can smell her half-blood. I can definitely smell her half-blood. Ooh. What's Maud doing? Um, she has uh, 30 feet of movement altogether. Any other Ooh. movement that she has, she's probably got about 10 left. Yeah. She's got, probably got about 20 left, to be fair. Yeah, she'll start heading uh, towards the ravine. She's going to stand right in the middle of the ford, I guess. Damn. Uh, which she can do. Um, that leaves Belsia. What are you doing? Um... Did we get a short rest at least? Oh, you all got a sorry. You all got a long rest. Oh, so we got we we did get a long rest. Yeah, Tatty. Yeah. Sorry, I really didn't make that abundantly clear. Tatty just basically overslept, so you all got a long rest. Sorry, okay. That no, really was shit uh, DMing. I apologise profusely. Um, that just means I've got at least two fireballs ready to go. <laughs> um, one for the cottage, one for the orcs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the orcs. The orcs are the afterthought. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Can I run outside? And um, are there any other? The, I guess we can all see this orc up on the ridge. Yes. Are there any? Once other? we get past your turn, I'll give you a map where everyone is. But yes, uh, up on the left by the log on the left-hand cliff face, there is a ginormous orc chieftain. Can we see any other orcs? 
from your range, no, but you can hear Lady, who's currently halfway up the ravine, who's howling. He's got an axe wound to her ribs. Okay, I'm going to shoot a fireball at the main orc dude. Are you in the doorway? Uh, Yes. And what's your range on that? 150 feet. That'll do it three times over. That feels comfortable. Uh, that feels comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everyone in a 20-foot radius centred around that point must make a dexterity 13 saving throw. Dexterity 13, oh God. Um, am I in the range? <laughs> you might be. I don't think you will be. Hold right. on. Yeah, Hold I don't know. Like, it's like a 20 foot cliff. So if he's at the top yeah. of the cliff, I'm the bottom of the cliff. Yeah. I don't, I don't you know. Got 15. The hmm? You got 15. Oh, okay. So he takes half damage? No. Is that. Yeah, he su- succeeded. No, he failed. No, what he was failed. He- Okay, so he failed. Yeah, it was uh, thir- dexterity thirteen. Oh no, he got fifteen, so he passed. Sorry. So he passed. So he takes half damage. Uh, half of twenty-seven damage. Thirteen. Thirteen. Fourteen. Yes. If we're rounding up. Yeah. Fourteen damage. Okay. As you see the fireball go up, you see it glinting off. He's wearing chain link armor. You see that much. The um and. It has a vicious-looking spear and a um, great axe. As you see, it impacts on his chest. As you hear a howl, as he goes over backwards, you can see it lights up the log and various bushes around the side. As you hear a man rolling around on... Well, an orc, rolling around on the floor like, ah, ah, shit, ah! <laughs> as he's just, like, trying to put himself out in the undergrowth. He's like, Weasley, little shit. That was my best side, too. <laughs> And with that, it is the last orc's turn. Uh, as you see um, another orc appear, and he is going to... Uh, what's he going to do? He's going to fire at Belsiar. Where's he appearing from? Uh, do you see directly... Where the river turns around at the bottom. So he's, okay. he's basically, if you take if you take a line off the top of the taller field all the way in a straight line to the other bank, he's there. Or where the river goes around a right angle, he's basically on the other side of the bank there. Okay, cool. Don't worry, you'll get a map in a minute with everyone. On. Sweet. He uh, can't hit for shit. As you see an arrow hit the door jam directly between Aristobulus and Belsiar's head, an arrow splinters the door jam as it goes as Aristobulus looks over at it with wide eyes, looks at Belsiar's like I don't want to make a big thing out of this but I think they might be hostile (laughs) Uh, and with that that's the end of everyone's turn I'm going to give you an updated map to look at so you know where everyone is Yay! I've got a plan you just like violence you just like carnage and violence. Right, we're here. I'm going for a one-shot kill. Violence happens. Called it. With a wheelbarrow. <laughs> Next round. Um, Bab's up first. So she's in the middle of that ravine with an orc next to her. Absolutely. There's an orc who's just hammered her with an axe. Okay. Um, he's she... also he's also got one of your tiny arrows in him. Good man. Uh, she's going <laughs> to gonna take an attack on that orc. Mm. Um, ah, that's a nine to hit. Does not hit. No. Didn't if she goes to bite him, he basically just kicks her off with a leather sandaled foot uh, as she bounces on the floor and lets out a howl. She got more than one attack? 
Oh, she's still got her movement. Yeah, but that's going to give him an opportunity attack. Um, mm. Two dot. She's going to... She can't do anything as a bonus action anyway, so she's just going to... Um, she can drink a potion. Uh, I, I keep all the potions. That's apparently my role. Um, she's going to... No, she's going to stay where she is. As yeah, she goes to bite the orc. The orc's like, "Get off me, you filthy dog!" As he just boots her off him, and she goes to like claw at him. To be fair, she does have a bit of damage, but not really only really superficial damage. He's got scratches on his knees, and he's not really giving a shit. He, he grows. He grew up in a culture where fighting is what you did to survive. Getting a few scratches on you just makes you look prettier to the ladies. Um, he. Then it's actually his turn as he looks over at the wolf again. He's like, my turn, as he takes his axe and goes for an almighty swing at the wolf. Uh, What's he got there? He's got his great axe. 17? Yeah, that hits. That hits. What's a great axe? Okay. Six points of piercing damage. To the wolf, as you hear another God Almighty crack as the axe digs into the ribs of the wolf. All right, now I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm real mad. <laughs> yeah. um, right, that's his attack. As a bonus action, he's going to shout at the top of his voice. He's like, going to get me a new wolf pelt. Could do with a new one. This one's getting a bit mangy. Tatty, you are up. Um, I'm going to... There's nothing I can hide behind uh, in the mouth of this ravine, really, is there? Not really. There's overhanging trees above you and bowels of trees. Not really anything in there, no. No, that's fine. Uh, but uh, Barbara is still within five feet, so I'll just take an attack with my bow again. Do it. 23. <laughs> Considerably, yes. That's with Hunter's Mark. Yes, so that's... 17 damage. As an arrow slams into his stomach at this point, it finds a sweet spot between two bits of leather armour as you feel him like, as it's a horrible way to to go getting shot in the stomach. But anyway, it's a slow, painful death. As he looks down at it, a rictus grin appears on his face as he's like, come out and play, as he rips it out of himself. Uh, but yes, he's he's looking like he's feeling it. Yes, 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 yes. As a so, how far away am I from him? Twenty feet. Uh, I'm just going to move up about ten feet. Mm. All right. Done. Um. Yeah. Hanash, you're up next. You're at the bottom of the cliff with a rope. Awesome. Well, I'm going to climb up that cliff. Climb up that cliff. <laughs> What's your movement? Pardon? What's your movement? It's three, but I've got like the boots of striding. So it's oh, nice. And springing. And springing, yeah. So I, don't, I think you might double it. Okay, with the boots of springing and striding, I'll say you can go up the cliff as though it was flat terrain. Sick. So, so that's a 20 a foot cliff. So we've got 10 feet to go. How far away is Bossman from where I kind of. The top of the cliff? Yeah. Uh, 20 feet. Cool. Uh, so I go another 10 feet. So you're now within, you use all your movement up, you're within about 10 feet of him. Cool. 
and then I blew the bosom. <laughs> As you look over, you see him rolling around on the floor. He's just put some flames out on himself. It's beautifully lit up. Do you know like a proper boss fight where everything's on fire behind him? As he sort of gets up, you see part of his face is like slightly melty and scarred. As he looks at you with his red eyes, you see two wicked fangs and tusks. As he's like, ah, oh, half blood. Come to challenge you like kaboom! <laughs> <laughs> Halfway through his epic speech. <laughs> make, make me what, tell me about blunderbuss blunderby oh, blunderby. Uh, natural one <laughs> <laughs> I, I can only roll one or twenty today <laughs> he's halfway through his speech as he's like half blood you've come to challenge me as there's a kaboom, as he looks up, he looks for holes in himself. He looks up just in time to see you fly backwards off the cliff. <laughs> as you fly backwards off the cliff, you land in water. So the water, you're not going to hurt yourself, but you splash down into the water. Um, and I'm going to say, for the sake of it, you're going to spend the rest of your turn trying to come back up. For air, as you've basically blown yourself off the cliff in the coolest ever movie montage of all time. <laughs> oh, the imagery of that. So good. As he looks down, he's patting himself down for holes as he's like, fucking half-bloods. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a good bow and arrow. Um, right, it's Aristobulus's turn. As he looks up from the door jam, he's just seen his friend blow himself off a cliff as he's like, turns around to Belsier and is like, not going to lie, I don't think he meant that. Uh, Aristotle shouts to Hanash like you, you'll do better next time <laughs> keep practicing um, I'm gonna I'm gonna remain kind of sheltered in the doorway but I want to cast blindness on the uh, on the the big orc yeah what's the range on that uh, 30 feet is that he's out of 30 feet range unfortunately he's more like 40 and change Fifty. Can I run closer? You may. I'll run closer. You want to run in, in and amongst the mushrooms? You're more than yes. I'll, hiding I'll in and amongst giant mushrooms. <laughs> the mushrooms. You, you look over to see the kind of form of the splashing form of the half orc in the water. As you look up and see the orc peering over the lip of the cliff, looking for him. Um. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll cast blindness, which is a Constitution fourteen saving throw. Okay, so he's got plus. <laughs> he gets nine because he's a fucking orc. <laughs> uh, as you just, he's like, you hear him be like, ah, oh, fuck, ah, oh, ah, oh, no, my mum said I'll go blind. As, as, <laughs> as he's like, right, he's blind. Right, excellent. Can I use much narratively? I want to play with that. We're going to have to wait for him until his next turn. Can I use my bonus action to? I don't know, th- throw a stick to Hanash to see if he can, you know, maybe he can, <laughs> if I give him like a, a pole to grab onto. As a DM, and only because I like this from a narrative point of view, not that it's in the rules, I'm going to let you rip up a giant mushroom about the size of a lifesaver <laughs> and just toss him a mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, bob around for a bit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You've got a fungal lifesaver. That sounds wrong. Name of the episode: Fungal Lifesaver. 
So there you go. Right. Uh, that's that's Aristobulus, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Shit. Sorry, I thought that would bounce you. There you go. I'll move it around. There you go. Aristobulus, once again in the mushrooms. Um, as we pan to number two. Number two is still in the tree line. As he looks over, he sees the wolf, and he's like, mine, I want the wolf pelt. As he takes his bow and arrow. Um, really don't like this guy. Yeah, it's a seven. He's literally like, you, Tatty, you look up and an arrow slams into the cliff face next to your head and shingle rains down on you as you just hear an orc in the under both like, undergrowth be like shitty bows they don't work in the rain um that leaves number one the orc chieftain who's blind is gonna have to make some sort of saving throw what's he gonna have to make uh, we're gonna make him make a dexterity saving throw because he's on a cliff edge and he's blind <laughs> um as oh jesus christ on a cliff edge and blind, the orc chieftain is going to tumble over the log, trip, and fall into the water. <laughs> um, as well as he's like, ah! As he falls. Yeah, the aquatic showdown between Hanash and this orc chieftain. <laughs> uh, that leaves us with Maud. Cool. Um, Maud's in the middle of the... Yes, she is. Um, oh, number two's all the way over there. Okay. Maud is going to... Let me see. Sorry, I'm still figuring out her spell. She's um, going to transform into a trout and swim back <laughs> upstream <laughs> to where she was born so that <laughs> she can lay eggs. What's the rules on wild shape? Is it is it any creature that I've seen... I know that there's a challenge yes, rating. Yes, I think you have to know what it is, yes. Is it, I know that there's a challenge rating... Um, thing as well. Um, yes. You tell me what it is and I'll let you know whether she can do it. Can she turn into a shark? I'll say yes. Having been a bullet, she would know what a shark is. Um, I don't know how well a shark would do in freshwater. Like, That's my... A, it's freshwater, and B, it's not the deepest. So that was, it's that's, a great idea. That second thing was going to be my, my only question. Uh, I'm only doing you a massive favour because when Chanel comes back to her character and it's beached and dead, <laughs> uh, she'll never forgive me. If the water was Long deeper, story. it would be a very, very moored move. But um, Yeah, she's slowly suffocating in fresh water, <laughs> beached and dead. As moored in the Kraken. No, but she has I seen James P. Gibberstock, who is an aquatic animal. <laughs> cracking having a bath. Yeah. Um, she could turn okay. into a porpoise. <laughs> no, no, no. no. So, <laughs> I know what she's going to do. Um, she's going to cast Fairy Fire on the... Nice. ...on the uh, Orc Chieftain. Um, oh, nice. So he needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Yes. He's currently okay. blinded and in the water. Okay. I'll let you do with that what you will. How long does um, blinding last for? Until healed. He I think. needs to make a. Oh, really? Um, I think he gets to make a. Hang on. Yeah, someone find out. Uh, there's that's a natural one for the. He's, a he's <laughs> blind. B he's half underwater and he's just fallen off a cliff and he rolled a natural <laughs> one. So you see, you see supernatural fire and light flickering, flickering, flickering in the water, uh, like a sort of underwater disco ball 
as um, the the orc chieftain is lit up like a Christmas tree, quite literally. So any any attacks against him uh, have advantage. Sick. And that lasts for up to a minute. Okay. Um, let me just see if there's anything that she wants. That's ten to turns. Yeah. So let me I'm just... Gonna, you're going to have to remember. I've made a note, but you're going to have to remember that. Yeah. Um, so she, as a bonus action, she could actually wild shape because she can do that as a bonus action. Oh, no, it's an action. Uh, no, that's cool. Uh, she's going to she's gonna move up out of the... Um, out the river to the other side of the embankment. Um, By the other side, do you mean top or bottom? Or oh, anywhere on there? Where, Where do you want she... to end? Nearer Hanash or nearer nearer Orc number four, or in the middle? Which one's number four? We can't really see the numbers well on this. No, I was going to say. Oh, sorry, the one at the bottom. Oh right, that's that one. Um, oh, are they on our? Are they on ground level or on the up on the cliff? Oh, up on the cliff. Uh, like ground level, the bottom right. Oh. Up on a cliff. Everything on that side is up on a cliff. Okay. Okay. Uh, she's going to move. Yeah, she's going to move towards orc number four then. Sets up All right, got it. Idea. That leaves Belsia. Um, can I? So my first instinct is just ice knife, but. <laughs> into the into Hanash in the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> just um, indiscriminately. Can I try and, like, knock out the orc? Orc chieftain with the end of my quarterstaff. I mean, you've got a long way to run. You're in the doorway, aren't you? Yeah, that's quite a long way to run. For a quarterstaff, yeah. You know, ice knife, can it that's freeze not... like the water around the chieftain? <laughs> yeah, I reckon it could do. <laughs> okay, no, yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Is anyone who's near... Hanash is downstream. And Aristobulus is between the fucking ice knife and... Well, I, must, between... yeah, I must be quite a distance away, because I got shot off, like... Yeah, no, yeah you're like 15-odd feet away. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I realise I can see the map. In about a minute, you're going to see where you are. No one's within five feet, right? No. But you've got to remember, Aristobulus is standing between you and the Orc Chieftain, so if you miss, it's going into the back of Aristobulus's head. Well, I yeah, you, you do have advantage on the attack roll. I do though. have... I have bless. I have plus. I think you probably got some movement, so you could probably move to the south yeah, yeah, yeah. and throw it. You've got advantage. No, you can stand well. next to Aristobulus if you want. Um. Okay. I suppose I'll go and stand next to Aristobulus. <laughs> <laughs> Snuffling across the ground, you walk up the side of the building, looking through the window. You check the goats all right in bed. You carry on. <laughs> you 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 sneak down between the mushrooms. As you notice, one of the mushrooms has been ripped up and is currently floating in the river next to Hanash, as you appear next to Aristobulus, as he's like, check out disco walk out, as you just see like a pulsating disco walk in the water. Um, Doing doggy paddle, because orcs can't swim. I'm going to shoot an ice knife, which is a... Right, so uh, that is a two, five, six, seven to hit, plus... Seven to hit. You get advantage. You've got advantage. Plus, right? have I got advantage or have I got... You've got, lit up. You've got... Oh, right, right, right. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, and bless, yeah. So let's roll better this time. Okay, that's a 15 to hit, plus I use bless, so that's a 19 to hit. Yeah, that hit. Um, Wouldn't have without bless. Oh, good. That's 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 good work, Aristobulus. Um, you just hear him say, you're welcome. <laughs> So that's a, 
a 1d10. Doesn't he have to make a dexterity saving throw or something like that? Uh, no. Well, on a hit, because it's, it shows how rarely I hit that I have, ah. to, I have to check the rules for if... Oh, okay. So on a hit, it's a straight If I it actually hits, it does 1d10 piercing damage. So that's 8 piercing damage. Yeah, yeah. And then it Plus, blows up. Then it blows up. Um, so that's a dexterity 13 saving throw. Uh, dexterity save 17, did you say? 13. 13, sorry. Oh, pissing hell. Hold on. <laughs> Nowhere near it. Excellent. So that's free. He's currently, like, flapping in the water. He's, 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 he can't swim. That's 3d6 damage. So that's... He's like Friar Tuck in... Uh, no, he's no, he's like Little John in Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. When he gets knocked in the water. Um, that's nine cold damage from the explosion. Nine cold damage. Uh, yeah. He's feeling it. Are we saying that he's now frozen in a block of ice? <sighs> no. <laughs> uh, he, he's, he's definitely... Him and it's, it's, slowing his, it's slowing him down a bit. Yeah. Yeah, he's just got an icicle hanging off his nose. No, I mean, he, he's, he's in a world of pain as you see a shard of ice sticking out of him as he he's like... Oh, you tricksy little motherfuckers. <laughs> Throw me a float. <laughs> uh, and with that, are you done? Uh, yes. Yes, sir. Yes. Orc number four at the bottom is watching Maud run up to the riverbank, is going to take his arrow and give her a jolly good twatting. And gets 18. Uh, she only takes four points of um, piercing damage as an arrow hits her in the claw. And she's like, ah, you motherfucker. So her foot is pinned to the ground. She's <laughs> <laughs> a gangster. Yeah. <laughs> okay. At this point, that is the end of the second round of combat. I will share the map with you. You are welcome to do whatever you like. I don't mind running another round of combat. I obviously haven't got any. Um, I haven't got anything. Not uh, anything pressing. But it depends. It's up to you. We, or we can do this and carry on next week. Don't matter. What would people like to do? Because it would probably take at least another 20 minutes to... To do one more round of combat. Yeah. Minimum, probably. Yeah. I'd maybe say pause there, but... Okay, we'll pause there. So check the map. You can see where you all are. Hanash, having his most epic moment ever, is about 15 or 20 feet away from the Orc Chieftain, <laughs> who's currently in the water's edge. You're, no, both, you're both just in the water, and you're like, come here! <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what direction is the water like flowing in? Down. Down. Mm. So he's coming to you. Oh, the numbers haven't come out brilliantly, have they? But you can see. Uh, so Aristobulus and Belsia are on in the fungi. The goat's in bed. Maud's on the riverbank with an arrow in her foot. Glad the goat's okay. Ladies on the floor with fairy axe wounds. Uh, Tatty. <laughs> Tatty is watching his wolf get murdered. And there is a burnt disco walk in the water. <laughs> and Hanash also is currently... Hanash is currently floating on his back using a fungal life preserver. Yeah. It's like um, rapid, rapid Rivers or whatever it is. Rubber-dingy Rapids. Fungal-dingy Rapids, mate. Fungal-dingy Rapids. You've got so many great contenders for an episode title. <laughs> fungal-dingy Rapids. Fungal, fungal Lifesaver. What was the thing about, uh, I almost said, the two biggest causes of death in, in gnomes? Uh, long drop toilets and what was the other thing? <laughs> bear traps. That was it. Bear traps. Uh, bear traps and long drop toilets are the number one killers of them. 
along with myxomatosis. Um, <laughs> right, we will turn the recording off there and pause, and we will pick this up next week. Hey there, adventurers. Just little old me again. That's it from us for this week. Thanks so much for swinging by for another installment of Improvised Fantasy Fucknuggetry. Assuming you're still listening, why not hit that subscribe or follow button to make sure you never miss another episode? Better yet, if you're enjoying our particular brand of ear piss, give us a cheeky little review on whatever podcast platform you're on and help spread the joy of our sordid shenanigans across the land. As ever, we can be found on social media. We're on Twitter, at AdventurersAnno1, Instagram, at Adventurers underscore Anonymous underscore Podcast, and Facebook, Adventurers Anonymous Podcast. We can also be found at adventurers-anonymous.com. So all that's left is to say a huge thank you and goodbye from Raggy, Matt, AJ, and myself. Hopefully we'll see you back here next week. Happy adventuring, my friends, and remember to stay safe, but mostly stay tipsy. (laughs) 